Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. This year is particularly tricky from a scheduling perspective because I have four kids at four different schools, one in high school, one in junior high, and two in elementary school, but one is in a special magnet program across town. That means I spend a lot of time driving kids around town before we even add any sports and playdates into the mix. Amazing parenting means learning tools to help you maximize your unique parent-child dynamic, and that includes parent-focused work to ensure that we can bring our best parenting self to the table as much as possible. Recently, I sat down and moved a bunch of deadlines for work projects back because I knew that they weren't realistic given how much of the day I spend working as the family chauffeur. Rather than let those deadlines cause stress, I made an intentional choice to cherish the time with my kids knowing that there's only a limited amount of time left that I can be of service to them in that way before they're zooming around town on their own. That mindset shift helped me and my relationship with my kids, so that's amazing parenting. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled, What You Need to Know Before You Push Your Child to Try Any New Activity. Recently, I had an episode about the pros and cons of sports to help parents decide whether to push their kids to try sports. There are also some practical tips in that episode that can help tremendously if you decide to push your kids to try sports. So be sure to check out that episode called Should You Push Your Child to Try Sports at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 33. Today, I want to talk with you about two related topics. The first is something you absolutely need to know before you push your child to try any new activity. I'm also going to share with you my family's personal protocol on how we handle the sports decision. Keep listening and get ready to be rid of any lingering indecision about whether to register your kiddo for the next sports season. So first up, what you absolutely need to know. Before you push your child to try any new activity, you need to know why your child is reluctant to try the activity. It sounds so obvious, but this is such a critical step on the path to deciding whether to push your child to try a new activity. The end result may be the same. For example, you may choose to push your child to do sports regardless, but your child's experience will be markedly improved if you take the time to determine what's making them hesitant to try a new activity. You can't effectively persuade your child to want to try sports without really understanding their reservations. Let's roll with the sports example. This will involve a caring conversation where you empathize with their feelings and offer support. Let them know that you're trying to understand where they're coming from so that together you can come up with the best plan for how to move forward. Some kids will be able to articulate their feelings while others may need more guidance. You can suggest a few different reasons why kids are sometimes reluctant to try sports and ask which one is most similar to how they're feeling. The first reason might be nerves. Your child may be super nervous to put themselves out there trying something new when they know nothing at all about the sport. In that case, you might be able to ease their worries by reading books or watching videos together before their first practice. 
Or it might help if you kick, toss, or shoot the ball around in the backyard or at the local park together, or whatever they do in your child's sport of interest. You might talk with kids they know at school who have done the sport before and hear stories about how nobody knows what they're doing on the first day. Reassure your child that the coach is there to help them and they're not expected to know everything or be a pro on their first day. Reason number two, friends. Your child might feel like a fish out of water being in a group of new people trying a new sport. They may be the type of kid who thrives on companionship and pulls energy and confidence from being around others. In this case, you've got a couple of options. You can A, sign them up for a sport with a friend, even if it's not their favorite sport, just to have that confidence boost to get them started on their sports journey. Or you can B, help them to think about how great they are at making friends and how after just one or two practices, they'll likely be looking forward to spending time with their new teammates. You can remind them of other similar experiences like the first day of preschool or kindergarten. Be sure to empathize with their feelings and let them know that the strong friendship bonds they make are part of what makes them so special. The third reason might be disinterest. Perhaps your child just isn't that interested in sports and none of them seem fun to them. Maybe the thought of cuddling up with a book in their bed or watching a movie on the couch is what lights them up. In this case, you'll want to support them by letting them know that low-key time is a really important part of their daily routine, but also point out the benefits of physical activity on their mental and physical health. Let them know that youth sports are a great way to set them on the path of lifelong healthy living and that you want them to live a long and healthy life. You can also point out that many people just don't realize how amazingly fun sports can be until they try them, and you want to be sure that they have the opportunity to find out. Another reason might be competition. Some kids are reluctant to try sports because of worry about the competitive aspects. Perhaps they love hitting the tennis ball over the net, but hate the idea of keeping score or announcing a winner. You have two main options here. Number one, talk to your kids about the reality of competitive sports. There's always a winner and a loser, and it never feels good to lose. But it's an opportunity to focus on what went well during the event, learn how to manage feelings of disappointment, and get inspired to keep practicing to get better and better. Or two, focus on non-competitive sports and place the emphasis on fun and physical fitness. A major perk to option two, especially for a bigger family like ours, is the time commitment is much more reasonable. Navigating getting the kids to practice sessions, but not having to worry about traveling to competitions. Whether your child's reluctance to try sports is related to one of the above concerns or another one, the key is to take the time to hear them out. Support their feelings and gently encourage them to see the pros and cons of each situation to nudge them closer to viewing sports participation as a positive choice. Now let me tell you about the Emerson Family Sports Protocol. So here I'll share with you how we've handled the sports topic in our family. My husband and I were both athletes throughout our childhood and college careers. In fact, that's how we met, being on the springboard diving team together at Johns Hopkins University. We both feel that sports were a huge asset to us in our youth in terms of providing social support, teaching discipline and time management, and setting us up for a lifelong healthy habit of physical activity. At the same time, we value our children's feelings and opinions and have tried to let them guide their own paths through childhood as much as reasonable and safe. We also didn't want to push sports too early and risk burnout. The tricky part is that only one of our four children expressed interest in sports in their youth, and even that one had some reservations. 
Despite speaking positively about sports, modeling participation in physical activities through our own participation in biking for my husband and yoga for me, and gently offering opportunities every time registration for local recreational sports came around, only one of the kids jumped on the many opportunities for sports offered in our town. We've had kids that fall into each of the categories listed above. Nerves, friends, disinterest, and competition, keeping them from wanting to try sports. So how do you balance respecting your child's preferences with not wanting them to miss out on the opportunity to discover something they may love can be hugely beneficial and will help keep them healthy? First, make a decision. As parents, are you going to let your kids decide or force them to try sports? Second, commit to the decision. Help boost your child's confidence by explaining your reasoning and standing by your decision. Third, set the parameters. In our family, by the summer after second grade, you must choose some form of physical activity every season, whether it's a week-long archery summer camp, a fall playing flag football, a winter shooting hoops, or a spring dance class. We balanced our reservations about forcing them to try a sport with being extremely flexible on what counted as a sport and encouraging them to try anything that sounded at all appealing to them. This rule helped our anxious kid try soccer, then go on the next year to become a nationally ranked rock climber. This rule helped our extroverted kid, who only wanted to play if his friends were on the team, try soccer and baseball before going on to join a team that won two local flag football championships. This rule helped our disinterested kid discover the world of aerials. Now, years later, she feels a sense of love for this sport and gratitude that we made her try it. And this rule helped our non-competitive kid finally find a sport he excels at and is now eager to compete in. At least three of those kids might never have tried sports without the nudge from their parents. What a loss that would have been to their self-confidence, friendship network, and physical fitness. If you really dive deep into why your child is reluctant to try sports, you will learn how you can best support them through the experience of trying sports. The positive outcomes can be amazing. Okay, parents, now time for the take-home message for this episode. To truly understand why your child may not be interested in trying sports, or any new activity for that matter, it's crucial to have a heart-to-heart with them and get them to open up about their worries or fears. Take into account what you know about their personality. Some children may prefer individual activities over team sports, while others prefer non-competitive over competitive. Some children need the support of a friend on the team, while others just need some basic coaching from their parents to feel confident before the first practice. The benefits of sports participation are numerous, but it's important to strike a balance between encouraging your child and respecting their individuality. By understanding their reservations and preferences, you can better support and guide them towards activities that align with their strengths and interests. If you've got a kiddo who's reluctant to try sports and you'd like to nudge them in that direction, start today by having a supportive talk about their feelings and concerns. Then use that information to help guide them down the sports path. Deciding whether to push your child to try a new activity falls under the choices and checkpoints category of my 5C's parenting framework. See, are you an intentional parent? at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 35 to learn more about the five C's. To find more episodes in this category of choices and checkpoints, go to the show notes for today's episode at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 39 and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. Oh, and taking the time to get intentional about your parenting and really connect with your child to help them through a tricky experience like trying new sport 
is Amazing Parenting. Continue your amazing parenting journey with me in my free boot camp. I look forward to educating and empowering your parenting practice. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week to learn how to help your child create lasting sibling and friendship bonds. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. And finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please know that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents.